You're now listening to A Healthy Obsession, top 10 soccer podcast in the United States of America, with the third most listened to soccer podcast in New Zealand. What do you think about that? Why aren't we top two? New Zealand's an interesting place, isn't it? Who are the two above us in New Zealand? I don't know. We need to go after them. I looked at the list and I forgot because they, they weren't memorable. <laughs> I just can't wait until we're number one in New Zealand. They're not memorable, but we're behind them. <laughs> Uh, we slapped ourselves. Uh, just that was a dig at ourselves. Yeah. So yeah, I really. Will, what will happen? Do you think to lifestyle once you are the number one podcaster in New Zealand? I'm going to make business cards with that on it. Just yeah. pa- pass it out to strangers here and there. Tom Hurdle, you know, like when you get a real estate agent and it yeah. says like John Smith, and it says the world's number one realtor or best realtor in Arizona. Yours will just say number one podcaster in New Zealand. Number one soccer podcaster in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming we're not the number one podcaster. You never know. Well, the amount of lifestyle advice we give out on this podcast, we're probably up there for lifestyle as well. Lifestyle, fashion, business. Do we do business? Ethics. Bottom of the ethical rankings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the absolute pit of ethics. Especially some of the stuff that doesn't actually make it to the show. It's a lot of stuff that doesn't make it to the show. It's quite good that AHO outtakes would be, well, both be in prison. That should be a subscription service. Yeah, we'll both be arrested for a couple of different fraudulent scams, Ponzi schemes, and hate crimes. Just kidding. We're going to have to cut this bit out now. Just... <laughs> It's a joke. <laughs> but New Zealand, yeah, big in NZ. Um, and the US, we're creeping up there. We're creeping up there. We're making waves. I don't like the sound of creeping up there. It doesn't make us sound very attractive. No? What would I, we... I just picture us like in a dark alley, what? sneaking up on other podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and just burying them alive. <laughs> Throwing them into dumpsters. And... Yeah. I don't even know. Do you listen to other soccer podcasts? No. I don't either. And any anytime I... <laughs> I think I've said this before on the show... Anytime anyone brings up another soccer podcast to me now, yeah. I like look at them and I want to kill them. Yeah. I'm like, fucking talking about traitor. Is that just like pure like pessiness, arrogance? It's a bit uh, possessive, isn't it? Like it's me or nobody. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just have a feel. Yeah. I listen to some other podcasts, just not a soccer podcast. No, I don't listen to anything. <laughs> Do you listen to this podcast? <laughs> Yeah, I listen to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. So anyone that missed last week's show, the last two weeks we've been uh, West Coast. We've been LA with some supporters groups um, of uh, the new Angel City team and LAFC, which uh, LAFC, uh, Angel City haven't played yet, but LAFC, as soon as you can get back in that ground, I think that's probably like the spot to go to a match in the US. So if you missed that show, go and listen to it. Jonathan Reimer, leader of uh, District 9, gave some, uh, he gave a really good pitch on why LAFC is just, fucking amazing and I just kind of want to be part of it and go to a game now part of the club yeah part of the gang nice yeah yeah so I, f- I feel like I'm part of the gang you do yeah so how's the rest of your life going it's outrageously good mate is can't it? complain yeah yeah it's good just apart from the heat oh, working God. outside oh, fuck it. listen it's too working. cold it's too hot well, when you're working outside it's bloody hot outside, standard man. Englishman answer I went on my skin I went and bought some sun cream the other day Factor, Did you? Factor 100 for my schnoot. You're looking a bit perky. The nose is a I bit... I just banged my teeth. <laughs> Adam's just lost a tooth on his mug. <laughs> uh, so, Easter Sunday, how's it been? I, th- I haven't done anything. Mm. Well, I say I haven't done anything. I've just been doing, like, individual, like, just pottering around. So, this week we're recording on Easter Sunday uh, due to uh, travel tomorrow. 
how's your Easter been, mate? Has it been holy and lovely? No eggs. No eggs. Americans don't do Easter eggs. Don't do Easter eggs. I used to remember going to shops back home, going to Morrison's. Yes. Or a Tesco. Yeah. Or a Sainsbury. Don't, let's not go back into the shopping thing. Yeah. Yeah. We had weeks of <laughs> weeks of speculation on big shop, little shop. What's it called when you uh, go back into something that was an addiction? Uh, relapsed. Relapsed. I've relapsed into my uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. shopping. Supermarket shopping problems. Sh- fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, no, there's not much of a selection of Easter eggs, but back home, there's loads. Like, you can get That's every ridiculous. You, so you can get them from uh, Cost Plus World Market here in yep. Phoenix, and they are like $20 a pop. Yeah, so it's like, nah, don't buy those. But oh. it's, they're so good on Easter. It's amazing. No Easter eggs for me. Do you get any Easter eggs? No. No? No, but we got a load of... Dave, the girls have been baking all day. Pam and my mum, they've been making hot cross buns, scones, coffee cake. Very nice. All kinds of stuff. Stuff. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so so yeah, Easter was all right, mate. Nice family day today. Nice quiet day. Off to Texas tomorrow. Nice. Tour te- of Texas. The Texas tour. The Texas tour. Culminating in a Phoenix Celtic away day in Austin next weekend. It's away weekend. I know. It's a week- an away weekend. We're playing in a tournament in Austin next weekend. For over 30s? No, it's not. Oops. It's like the best of the best invite only. The best over 30s tournament. Yeah, but we're still in our 30s. Yeah. Is what, that's the point. Yeah. 30s. What's wow. your prediction? Where does Celtic finish? I think we'll win it. And that's absolutely, like, so fucking cocky, because we're playing 19 from Texas, who I have no idea what they're about, and they're probably really good. My prediction was, are you going to show up for every game? Never mind fucking <laughs> yeah. winning. Can we get San Diego? We played in San Diego tournament years ago, and we missed the final, because we couldn't rally enough te- oh, enough lads out of the pub to get to the, to the final, to the cup final. The, the organiser was furious, as I would have been. Yeah. I would have been fucking pissed. Not sure it was one of our events, final. and someone didn't show for yeah. the final. We were on the beach, and it, we thought it'd be a good idea to go and get breakfast. Okay, before a game, and then it was like tequila shots, and like, there was only like three sober lads. It was a six-a-side tournament, <laughs> and we couldn't get them players. Couldn't fill the sixes. They're all pissed up in the pub. Twelve guys on the trip, and we couldn't field six guys. Excellent. So, yeah, I think your was prediction is different East- to my prediction. Was that an Easter pun? What did I say? Excellent. Excellent. Hmm? That yeah. wasn't. All right. Come on. on, you're better than that. Yeah, sorry, mate. We're now number four in New Zealand. Ca- carry drop. on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's kick off the show with something that, well, we already kicked off the show, but let's kick off the, the right part, like the proper part. This is the, when the actual show starts. The content people come for. Yeah, this is the content you come for. So one thing that we said we needed to include a bit more of on the show is correspondence, because uh, it's not a, you know, we don't care what you're saying. You know, it's just that me and Tom are like more valuable opinion. We've got the microphones. Yeah, so deal with it. Anyway, you sent some interesting things in this week, so I wanted to include them in the show. I don't like that you called it correspondence. It sounds like a news segment. Yeah, well, it kind of is. In this week's correspondence. It's a healthy healthy obsession correspondence. Okay. Yeah, if we've got people sent messages. So we had a chat last week on the show about Ronaldo having a bit of a meltdown against Serbia when they had a goal disallowed and Ronaldo lost his shit and walked off the pitch. So that raised the question on social media. What are some of the other major player meltdowns that people can think of that have gone down in the course of football history. Do you want me to read out a couple that got sent in? I'll give you a couple. Yeah, do you remember uh, Rooney versus, uh, I think it was Algeria in the World Cup when he was walking off the pitch and he just goes right into the camera and says, uh, yes. right, you remember what he said? Is like, uh, you're supposed to be our fucking fans yeah. or something like that yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's like, booed, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was quite amusing. Quite good. 
Uh, next one we got was uh, actually two people sent this Kepa against uh, Sari and when he wouldn't come off. Oh, I refuse to get subbed. <laughs> yeah. I like that one. Yeah, stamping his feet. Oh, nice. No, 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 no. Oh, that's so bad. I've always wondered what would you do as a manager in that scenario? Like, do you just have to sit down with your tail between your legs? Like, if, you can't go drag oh, him off the pitch. I mean, that's what Sarri did. I assume. I wonder in that scenario if, if, if the manager stands his ground and the player refuses to leave, would he send? Would the referee send the player off? Because you've officially been substituted, you must leave the field. Was he officially substituted though? His number was up on the board. I think at that point, when you hand over your substitution slip to the fourth official, it's final. Yeah. What I would mean, I mean? What would you do as a coach? Oh, I'd absolutely lose it. Yeah, but I mean, Sarri lost it, but there's yeah. not nothing else you can do. I, th- I think in that moment you have to remain like you're. You've got to remain like you're in control. So, like, okay. And he was sacked. He was sacked shortly after. Yeah. But they won the. Didn't they win the game? No idea. Yeah, they did. Oh. Yeah, they won the game. Anyway, next one. Uh, Ronaldo came up again. He's, so it's a bit of a running theme here. He's just a big crybaby. Um, against in the Champions League recently for Juventus against Valencia. Don't know if you remember this. He got a red card and it was pretty soft. Yeah. And he was on the floor and he was crying. He was sat on the floor like stomping his feet and banging his fist and crying on the pitch. So <laughs> Ronaldo's got a few different moments where he's had a, a bit of a. He's not looked so great. Nah, listen, he's a, his career speaks for itself, but he is a sulky little bugger, isn't he? Sulky bugger. He is a sulky bugger. Is there any bugger. others? No, that no, was it. Nobody brought up like uh, De Canio back in the day? Or no. Like, have you ever heard Harry Redknapp's story of De Canio, where they're playing against, he's the manager of West Ham, they're playing against someone and they're, they're, they're 2-0 or 3-0 down, and De Canio's getting kicked left, right and centre, getting fouled, and he keeps not getting penalties, and there's three or four stonewall penalties. And uh, eventually, he, he gets fouled right in front of the bench and he's sitting on the floor. And the other team are on the attack and he's, Harry Redknapp's looking at him and he's like, Paolo, get up, get up. And he's like, no, me no playing no more. No, I'm not playing. <laughs> he's like just sitting on the floor waving his fist. Anyway, so Redknapp's like, Paolo, please get up. Like, you've got to get up. Oh, <laughs> and, shit. And, and apparently the ball breaks to the canyon on the halfway line. So he jumps to his feet, takes off on the dribble. Goes down everyone and scores. Anyway, they come back and they draw the game 3 3. He scores a penalty at the end of the game. It's mental. But I did hear another story about Decanio when he showed up in Glasgow to play for Celtic. And he like showed up to the press conference in an all white suit with a pink undershirt collared and like bright orange or like some daft shoes on, marching through Glasgow in this like quality. <laughs> so I, I, this isn't on the correspondence, but I do remember Gallas doing what you're suggesting. Decano did. Do you remember he did it to Wenger? Refusing to play. The Arsenal lost the game. They should, like the Invincibles. Like they should have won. I think they drew the game. And he just sat down on the pitch and he wouldn't get up until Wenger came over and like pulled his arm. No. Up and got him off the pitch so like a proper little strop Brilliant. fucking grown men I'm prima donna so I thought that was funny there's a, funny there's a, another bit of correspondence around international football do you want that now because yeah, it's kind of a talking yes. point okay yeah, yes Tom wants it give it to me you know why because he's just doing everything that he can to avoid talking about Tottenham don't know about Tottenham <laughs> alright so <clears throat> after last week Tom really dramatically slagging off international football saying he hates it so much and he hopes that international football never happens again that's, that's a bit of a dramatic take on what I said this yeah. is what this is what the messenger like kind of like insinuated in, are, you, are you paraphrasing no 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 oh yeah 100% yeah. Okay, I'm so paraphrasing yeah. now but the person did kind of insinuate oh, okay. that me and you like butchered international does this, football does this person remain anonymous or no they can they can get named oh, yeah. yeah it's James Stravens Oh, I don't know if that's Stravens or Stravens. Anyway. Oh, Stravens. Yeah, East Coast. Yeah, Stravens. What's up? What? So, hating international football. 
So <clears throat> he forwards a piece and it says pragmatic football statistically wins tournaments. So that therefore is the right approach for tournament play and international football. So I read through the article. The article is basically saying like France last tournament pragmatic, Italy like all of these World Cup winning teams have been very pragmatic because the style of football is completely different for tournament football than league football. Of course. And so therefore the qualifiers and like the friendlies and all that kind of stuff is way more boring because international teams by their very nature are more pragmatic. Is this accurate or is it just complete bullshit? No, I think he's got a point. Oh, f- you just supposed to stand our ground. Oh, sorry. Um, no, <laughs> nonsense, Stravens. Stravens. Stravens or Stravens. Oh, Stravens. Yeah, Stra- Stravens. I'm going to call him Stravlad. Stravzy. Stravlad. Stravzy lad. Do you reckon, right. reckon Stravs a lad? I don't know. I, I've seen his Instagram account. It looks pretty cool. <laughs> it looks like he's having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I still think international football is shit. So... I'm all right. I, I agree. I said it on the pod. I said uh, tournament football. I love. I love it when it comes down to tournament football. International is great. Yeah, but you just don't like the rest of it. Yeah, it's boring. Boring. Nice one, Stravland. Predictions for the Euros before we move on. England winning. No way. England winning. Not a chance. England winning Euros. I say France go back to back. <laughs> Germany got beat by North Macedonia though. So. <laughs> How's how's Macedonia split itself? Macedonia (laughs) Macedonia split themselves, and also piss off the southerners. Germany just got done in by them at home. Wow! With the with the side Germany have got, he's got to get sacked soon, right? Is he? Is he Joachim Lowe? Yeah, Mister Lowe. Yeah, still sniffing his pants. Yeah, sniffing his bum. Weirdo. Yeah, that's a bit weird. So anyway. It's too bit fired just for that. <laughs> yeah, I know, on the spot. Imagine trying imagine someone I'd never shake his hand after a game. No. Right, if he called yeah. me like oh, that good game. Yeah. Whoa. yeah. I'm not so much annoyed. worried about COVID, I'm more worried about your fucking <laughs> yeah. stinky Stink. fingers. <laughs> 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 Alright, so anyway, moving on. Uh, Alright, so thanks for messaging anyway, mate. I disagree with you wholeheartedly, but it's a good point. Yeah. He brings up he makes yeah. a good point. Yeah. It was like statistically backed. I'm absolutely butchering the article it was quite in depth. Yeah. But that's why uh, it was criticized a lot of people were criticizing Southgate setting up against Albania with Declan Rice and who was the other holding midfielder. Um, anyway, he said with two defensive midfielders in the game and he got criticised for it and this article was kind of defending that strategy. Because England... In that, tournament football, that's what we'll do. Exactly. This is what we're going to do at the tournament, so let's do it now. And they had 71% possession, I think he said, and there was like, Albania had no shots on target, but it's also Albania. Right? Well, they did score a goal, so that's not true. True, true. Yeah. Hi. Nice. Any other correspondence? Nice call from Harry Maguire as well against Poland. Decent strike. Great strike. The header down was impressive as well. Yeah, very good. From Stonesy. Uh, No, that's it for correspondence. But anyway, thank you to everyone for getting in touch. And that was quite lovely. Yeah, keep it coming. Enjoyed that. Yeah, keep it coming in. Get involved with the show. Uh, We we might read some of it out, apparently, because apparently we haven't read much of it out. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's move into a bit of Premier League chat, eh? Definitely. All right, so where are we starting? Uh, Let's get... Physical, physical. Let's talk top four battle. Okay. Because listen, listen I'm going to crack through a quick, few quick results. Okay. So we had uh, Manchester City 2, Leicester City 0, which extends City's lead at the top to 14 points. So they're now irrelevant and pointless. We won't talk about them again. That's annoying. Um, well, we should touch on real quick, just Aguero leaving. Yeah, I think... Uh, what do you think about that? I think it's time. I think it's natural. I, I don't think they're going to miss him significantly. Right. I think they'll replace... 
I don't think it's a big deal. I think he's at that point of his career where he's, he's probably done everything he can with City. Guardiola says I can't afford a new strike. I feel really sorry for them. Piss off. <laughs> um, so go on, sorry. <laughs> Leicester, obviously, um, pretty solidly in third. So I think that fourth place battle, Spurs had the chance to jump above Chelsea after Chelsea were beaten 5-3 by West Brom yesterday. 5-2, sorry. Mm. Um, did you watch the game? I, I only caught the highlights of it, but... I was just jaw-dropped at how awful Chelsea were at the back. They sort of went back to what they were doing under Lampard, where they were just all over the fucking place. So, obviously, the the two yellow cards for Thiago Silva had a big impact in the game. Chelsea had the lead, they'll 1-0 up. And when they went 1-0 up, I thought, they'll cruise this. They'll just they'll just shut this game down, take control, win 2-3-0. And Thiago Silva just turned into a bit of a schoolboy defender. What did you think about that sending off, though? Because I, I saw it criticised afterwards by saying he was trying to block the shot. But I, we argued about this when there was a penalty a couple of weeks ago. I think it was Spurs, right? Where a tackle came in after the fact. And I thought, to me, that's a second yellow. It was a foul. Whether the ball's gone or not, it's still a foul. The, the, the problem with this, so the first foul, he pulled someone back on his box. Definitely right. a professional foul. Yep. Yellow card. He, he knows that. He took it. He took it. Yeah. Second one, it's because it's he comes off the ground with both feet. Okay. So you're just think, saying it's dangerous play. I think yeah. it's dangerous play. Okay. It's, for me, that's what that was. Um, mm. But to get two yellow cards like that, when you the second yellow card, there was no need for it. Especially, it's, he's so experienced. He's, so, he's 36 years old, and he's, and he's the captain of the club, like... You've got to be better than that. So if it took, Tuchel's got to be very upset with him. Mm. Um, and, and then from there, they just seem to implode. You know, he was highly criticised after the 7-2 Germany win in the World Cup in Brazil. Thiago was the captain, and his leadership skills were like really called into question that he's actually not much of a leader. Yeah, it's just when the going's good, he's good. But then when it's like, oh shit, yeah, he kind of goes for, has a bit of a wobble. So anyway. Interesting. Yeah. So, so, I mean, did you see any of the West Brom goals? <laughs> All of them were really good. <laughs> I mean, All of them were outrageous. The, the third one, the side foot volley from the cross. There were some unbelievable crossed goals this weekend. That, that was uh, Diagne, right? No, Diagne was the fourth. Okay. The third... Um, no, uh, Callum Robinson. Yes. Was the third, yeah. Mate, he caught this volley in full stride. It was one of those like satisfying, like, oh. the smoothness of it and the power it went in it with. It was beautiful. God. So that that was, I think, all West Brom's goal. Do you think they're just resigned to the fact that now they're going down? You see this happen to teams all the time. Remember Newcastle got relegated a few years ago, and didn't they smash Spurs on the last day of the season, like 5-0 or 6-0? Because the pressure's off. It's just like, you can start playing again now. How do you get that psyche into your players before they get into the, like, the mess that they're in? Are West Brom down? 21 oh. points, right? <clears throat> Newcastle on 29. They're eight adrift of Newcastle. With eight to play. I don't know if they're completely down yet. What's the running like? Ugly. Very, very good. <clears throat> so they got... Next up, they got Southampton at home, Leicester away, Villa away, Wolves at home. That I mean, that's two two derbies back-to-back. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if I'm a better man, West Brom are down. But, I mean, that... If you're ever going to galvanise a team around a result, that's the result. And for whatever anyone takes the piss out of him about, Sam Allardyce is probably one of the guys you want in this situation, yeah? He's, he's doing some stuff. So, hmm. yeah. So, Chelsea, obviously, a wobble. We'll see how they respond. That's their first loss under Tuchel's, right? Yeah, first loss. And Tuchel was very uh, upset with uh, Pulisic. 
Okay, jogging back onto the pitch, pulled off, injured. Oh, and Tuchel's face was not, he was not impressed. He came out at half-time, didn't he? Yeah. Jogged on, mm-hmm. didn't say anything at half-time. I assume, and then says, what, his hamstring? Was Said it? his hamstring pulled up. So is this going to be one of those where he, he just chronically injured and never actually fulfills his where he could have gone because of injuries concerning isn't it very concerning scored a goal though got on the board again for Chelsea yeah. but overall I think Chelsea they got found out for what their defence is I think and under Lampard they had the same issues and I read this today um, Roman Abramovich sacks Lampard when Chelsea were 9 points behind United and employed Tuchel Tuchel went on a 10-game unbeaten run without conceding any goal at home while United were out of form. But today, Chelsea still find themselves nine points behind Man United. So, yeah. I, 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 I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very interesting how, how it spins. Yeah, it's, it's quick, quick, quick to turn everything around, isn't it? Madness. Mm. So, Chelsea obviously losing. Gave Spurs a big opportunity to jump above them. We'll quickly touch on Spurs and move on. <laughs> um, so, Spurs... Uh, shit the bed against Newcastle <clears throat> I think that's the only way you can put it mm. um, the Mourinho army is out again where it's split pro Mourinho how are you feeling team. I'm, st- I'm very conflicted with it because I'm mm. frustrated everyone everyone goes after him and says you know he, it's his tactics and stuff we played everyone's slated him recently for playing very boring not very attacking football Played quite an open game today. We didn't park the bus by any means. Um, his three substitutions were all very attacking. Man, he brought on Bale. Um, he brought on Hyunmin Son. So he's made attacking substitutions. Not try to defend the game, and we had chances to win it. Um, I just think it's very easy to point the finger. I think Spurs Pochettino before he left, a year before he left said we're going to have to go through a painful rebuild. And I think we've just got too much dead weight. We, we've got not the centre backs report today. Davison Sanchez is an absolute. I mean, he's just he's not good enough. Do you, do you see uh, real uh, Mourinho style uh, house cleaning going on in the summer with no, funds I, and? I don't see Spurs giving him the money. Yeah. I don't see Spurs giving him a bunch of money to spend. It's a tough one, isn't it? It's, we we've talked about the strategy of either backing the manager and the, giving the manager the money or building the philosophy and the club building out and signing the players so it doesn't matter who the manager is, almost, right? Like, obviously, you need a good coach and right. someone knows what they're doing, but if Mourinho left, you can hire someone else and the system of the players and recruiting is the same. That's, that's, uh, is that the way Spurs have gone? It seems to be, hmm. right? So, frustrating. Harry Kane, obviously, two goals again for Spurs. He's now the top goal scorer in the Premier League. <clears throat> Uh, and he's got the most goal contributions in Europe now. That second 32 goal. 32 goal contributions. second goal is outrageous. Just the way, he t- the way he takes it makes it look so easy. I'm going to ask you because I know you're going to ask me. But do, do you see Harry Kane leaving Spurs? Yeah. Do I, you? I think so, yeah. I, 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 I could see him... Uh, he's obviously going to have to move a step up without like... Yeah, yeah I'm giving you a cheap yeah, take, yeah, yeah. but... Money-wise and career-wise, I think if Tottenham are not in the Champions League and it's very competitive that... Yeah, I think I think enough people will come knocking that it might turn aside. That Manchester City or you know Real Madrid come knocking, I could see that happening. Do you, so here's the question: Do you see if he goes? Do you think he stays in England, or do you think he does go abroad? I don't know if I know enough about him and his personality because it takes quite a big personality to say I'm going to go and play in a foreign country. Here's where I think he stays at Spurs. He's a very big family man. Sure, he's, he loves. He's got his brothers around him. He's got his family mm. around him. He's got. His, I think he's got two or three little kids now. I don't. I don't. It's not I, easy just to leave and go. I don't see him playing for anyone else in London for sure. Oh, I don't, no, no, he no, won't no. go to Chelsea because no, 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 no. because I don't uh, in Arsenal because. 
without sounding like a dick, I think they're probably sidestepped. You're not going to yeah. Arsenal, obviously, right? But yeah, I could see him at one of the Manchester clubs. I think the only club in England that would be a step up for him, in my opinion, is Manchester City. Yeah. Um, I don't even think Liverpool would be the right move for him. No, and I, I don't think he fits that system. No. And I don't even think he really fits a Pep system. I think Pep would tweak the system <laughs> yeah, to fit I think so. Harry Kane. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be interesting what happens with him. So it's yeah. a concern for Spurs. Mourinho came out after the game and was asked, uh, mm. you know, what's the difference between, you know, he used to be known for defending Leeds. Uh. And he said, same manager, different players. Now, I'm not sure how that goes down with Grimm. It's a bit of a dig. Yeah. Which... I mean, maybe he's right. And, I, th- and I, I think you can only make a statement like that if you know you're giving the exact same information to the players that you've given to other players. And maybe he is like, maybe they need to hear, hey, the reason why you're not getting it done, it's you, it's not me. This, I'm doing the same sure. thing I did. Uh, all the top clubs are all successful. Uh, it's you. What's the overwhelming feeling, do you think, just from like Spurs Twitter and like your own network? Do you think oh, it's still it's like Spurs behind oh, no. him or they want him out? No, no, the pitchforks and the torches really? are all lit. They're all, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's not enough. Marching yeah. him out. It's, Marching. The, you, what you want to see at your football team, I think, is depending on your patience levels, but I think most proper, quote unquote, proper football fans that actually care about the club just want to see some kind of progress. Yeah. They want to know, like, like even if you're an Arsenal fan this season and you've not, you've been up and down, up and down, but if you could hand on heart say, okay, I can see that he's trying to put this style in place and we're making progress in these areas and the results will turn around eventually because yeah. I think that's kind of the same with what's happening at United. So if you can say that, you're usually okay with it. You say, okay, you know, we we're going to have a rough season, but we're going to be all right next season. I, I don't ever think that's the case when I watch a Jose Mourinho team. No. I, I think it's just win now or bust. And then he burns the building down and runs away. You know, you're left kind of picking up the shirt. Speaking of which, obviously the Arsenal... Did you see Arsenal-Liverpool? I did. Arsenal yeah. were terrible. Arsenal were really poor. But, yeah. but Arteta came out and took the whole blame himself and said it was his fault for the way he set him up and, and the approach to the game. Which is fair. They, they tried. They keep trying to play out the back. And just um, conceding again, giving yeah. up goals, and especially against Liverpool. Why would you play against against Liverpool with a high press? And I think that at some point that trend will buck, and people will start going the other way, and they'll start saying, "Look, we're just going to bypass the high press now." But, Seems very like. I don't know fucking anything about football, right? But to me, as yeah. a, someone that watches football, I'm like. If I'm a coach, this is like so, it's blindingly obvious. Like sometimes you have to play above and over the high press. My, my, my college team, so I went to go scout our opponent that we play on Thursday, mm. uh, yesterday, and, and well, hopefully they're not listening. Um, but they high press. So tomorrow morning's training session is playing past that high press. Why right. would we want to try and why would we want to try and play through it? Yeah. The, the risk versus reward, it doesn't balance. So, and just before we hit halftime, another big talking point this week, kind of tying in with the international, Klopp came out and he was man of the match, I think, against Arsenal was uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, had a great game, I think he assisted, got one assist or two assists? Yeah, one brilliant cross. Amazing cross. Great cross for And a lot of talk about him sort of, like, not being included in the international setup after being arguably the best right back in the world for the last two years. What do you think about that? Um, Judging upon his performance, mm. I thought he. I don't think he warranted being in the team with his performances up until this point in the season. Sure. Maybe it's a wake-up call for him because yeah, he's come out yeah, the yeah. first game after, played very well. But listen, the psychology of things like that, a player can take it badly mm. and a player can take it well. And it looks like he's taking it well. So Definitely. if he comes out and says, listen, I'm going to show Southgate he's fucking wrong, that's, that's almost... And if that's Southgate's desired outcome of it, hey, I need to light a fire under him. Yeah. I'm going to leave him out now so hopefully he kicks on for the summer and he's in the team in the summer 
But that's good management. Fair play to the guy, right? Yeah. All right, cool. Well, we're going to hit half time, grab uh, your favorite beverage, and we'll be back in a moment. All right, start your engines. Second half. Let's go. Didn't turn it off. Left the car running. Didn't you? I was never in a car, so no, don't, don't even start it. Do you do that in the summer in Phoenix? Do you start your car early? No, I get in and sweat. Yeah, just you like that and you're a sweaty man. I drove a car for about three years, four years, five years, yeah. and I had no air conditioning. In Phoenix? Yeah. 120 degrees? It was my workout for the day. I was say, car, sweat. That, that's when you were slim, isn't it? Oh, I was trim. I mean, you're trim now, but... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wearing bigger t-shirts. Yeah. Still look hench. Do you know what's bad? Mm. Are you, I watched this show on uh, Netflix the other day. It's the um, social dilemma thing, or the oh, I saw that. Yeah, you yeah. watched it. Yeah, it's it's fucked spooky. Up. Yeah. Anyway, all of a sudden, I've been getting adverts for uh, <laughs> dad bod t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> Fucking phone. Well, you know your phone looks at everything you're doing and Bastard, listens to everything yeah. you're doing. Analyzing pictures. Yeah. Not that I'm taking topless pictures or anything, but yeah, yeah it's telling me I've got a dad bod. Is that in your uh, what do you call it? Your Tinder profile. <laughs> That's in my locked pictures. Yeah. Your little, your little Tinder profile, just over here from England. Do you want to go out with me? Working on my tan. <laughs> Dad bod shirt. One pack. Is that a business? Dadbodshirt.com. Apparently it's a shirt that covers up your beer belly. Is it? Apparently it like, looks better. Yeah. So the trick is, you're saying, is to kill your air conditioning and treat your car as a sauna. I got it was bad. You need like two gallons of water at all times. I have no idea about that motor. Like in, in I, the UK, I think I came in that car once. Yeah. I think you were just getting a new car. Chevy Malibu. Yeah, when you were... The front seat didn't recline, so mm. anyway. I definitely went yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah, so I remember sitting in that seat. Terrible, terrible yeah, car. You drove, didn't car. you drive to California once? I did, with Connors. You remember it from the speech? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. best man speech. You remember that speech? It was... It, I told you. <laughs> I, I was on record. Yeah. It was one of the... If not the best, best man speech I've ever heard. You've only heard one, haven't you? But it wasn't recorded. No, Schoolboy error. Have you still got the paper it was written down on? Yeah, I've got it written down. Oh, do you know what would be amazing is to read it out on here one week. <laughs> I'm not reading out the speech again. Is it too long? Well, I don't think it goes well. You need to be able to see my face in the delivery. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was funny. It was a whole act. Yeah. If you're doing it a disservice. All right. Sweet. All right. Quickly on the Premier League uh, top four. West Ham play tomorrow. As we mentioned, we're recording on the Easter Sunday. We are sinning. Uh, West Ham will play Wolves. And if they win. They're on 49 points. They'll end up in fourth place tomorrow and Chelsea outside the top four, which is, it's so tight. I don't think I could live in a world where West Ham would qualify for the Champions League. And Liverpool, Chelsea and Tottenham don't. And Arsenal and a bunch Ar- of quality. Arsenal 10th. That's a good point. They're not even in the mix. <laughs> well, think about that. West Ham in the bloody Champions League. Well, I mean, David Moyes. Imagine flying. David Moyes. <laughs> Bring him back to United. Ooh. Manchester United. Bold. Yeah. You'd have him over Solskjaer again, would you? Of course not. <laughs> but I'm saying, you know, when Solskjaer eventually yeah. gets the uh, Norway job, yeah, I mean, bring Moisey in. Can you imagine flying all the way from, like, Turkey for a Champions League game at West Ham and you're 400 metres away from the pitch? Oh, so- yeah, but... That's like going away to Italy. I was going to say, fans have to do that all the time. Eastern Europe, it's the same thing. It's shit. It's really shit. Have you been to a game over a running track? Yeah, it's terrible. It's dog shit. Terrible. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, so that's the Champions League uh, spots up for grabs. It's very, very tight. I think United, I hate saying this, but I think United should be okay now. Uh, they're, I think, yeah, they're solid. They're 11 points. I, I think United should be. And they're in good form. They've only yeah. lost one in 23. They're good, in good, good form. Good turnaround against Brighton today. I thought you were yep. average in performance, but... 
Got the result. I saw a great tweet afterwards describing Manchester United. It said, Manchester United is the kid in your class at school that never studies for exams, <laughs> but always gets A's. <laughs> it's United though, isn't it? You looked so unprepared in the first half. It was like, so unprepared. Pogba was terrible. Just They're just good at grinding results out, which I think that bodes well for the fact that if you can grind results out. So from losing positions this year, United have got 25 points from losing positions this season. I always season. find that a strange stat because that's like, like you're saying that like, well, that's what a good, no, it, it, what a good point of character. But, well, but also it, like, come on, you're not saying that's a good point of character to be losing and be able to 100%, like rally. No, but it's a, that's why it's a strange stat because it, that's no. obviously a very big positive. Do you want to hear but, Spurs? But you shouldn't be going behind all the time. Spurs have dropped 15 points from winning positions. How do you feel about that? Wait, 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 is that not an important wait, stat? Wait, wait there, that's a very important stat. <laughs> Fucking hell. Wait there. Spurs are on 49 points out right. of 15, so we'd be what? 59, yeah. 64 points. We'd be second. Yeah. If you just held on your winning position, which is why you hire a guy like Mourinho. If we'd have kept eight of those points, we'd be in third. If, if half of those games, we wouldn't have dropped the points. Yeah. You've been. You've been cruising but United have picked up 25 from losing positions Mourinho out <laughs> <laughs> yeah. literally three episodes ago Mourinho is the best thing ever I think I've just said Mourinho in 20 minutes ago I just I don't want Pochettino anymore he's rubbish get he's Jose having, in by the way he's having a stinker in France with PSG yeah and that's not we're not talking about that we're talking about you know Mourinho being better than Pochettino and you said that on this show have you seen how bad uh, they're doing in France well they're not top part aren't they a little top Lille top, PSG is second. Monaco, Monaco third. Monaco third, Lyon fourth. It's tight. Aye. Yeah. Five so, points separating all of them. He's yeah. a fraud as well. He never won anything. Whoa. It made out to be a god. Whoa. And when he had his big moment, he bottled it against Liverpool. So anyway, um, yeah. So <laughs> yes, United should pick up more points today. Rashford, lovely finish. Very good finish. Fernandez a good another assist. Yeah. And uh, yeah, United, a little scrappy win, but is what it is, right? Tottenham next week, I think. Yeah. Next Sunday, Sunday morning. Is it at Tottenham? It's at Tottenham. But United have got to go to Spain as well on Thursday. Prediction? Draw. Draw? Yeah. I think both those managers will be take a draw. pragmatic, yeah. I don't think Jose can afford to take a draw. I think Spurs have got to go for it. I just think that's who he is. He oh, just take won't want to lose. Take a draw. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. United are on form. You go if you know if you go try and go guns blazing against United, and United on the counter, you're gonna have problems. So I, I'd say a draw. Though. I, I just see kind of playing out United. All those big six-ish games we've played against teams this season, we've only won one, and United have been quite pragmatic in all those games. That word's come up a lot on the show today. You're bloody absolutely wanking over the pragmatics. Oh, I'm pragmatic. Oh, it's my favourite word. <laughs> it's only because someone sent that article in. Could you do a pragmatic, uh, what's it, uh, ASMR video? Today we're going to be pragmatic. <laughs> oh, fuck. Pragmatic today. So anyway, United are amazing. They won again. Uh, relegation zone. Do you reckon Fulham lost uh, to Aston Villa today? Do you reckon Fulham are fooked? Because you like, love them, but they've only won one in five. Yeah, they've had a And they've got a big shit running. Really, uh, really shit. That's why I asked the question. I think West Brom is still in a mix. I want Fulham to stay up. Tough result today. They're gonna to have to really dig themselves out of a hole. I think Brighton will be all right because they looked good against United today. I think they'll be okay. They've got enough. Yeah, they've got enough. I think. I think Fulham go down. I think Fulham West Brom. I think it's as is. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think Newcastle will stay up. We shall see. Well, we will. Yeah, because it's actually gonna happen. All right. <laughs> Time some world news. World news. This is the news of the world. News of the world. All right. Well, not affiliated with that shit newspaper though. No. Um. All right. Where are we starting? 
Uh, what are you at? I want to start with this one because I thought it was quite funny. It's a quote from your mate, Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer. God, Ollie. He said, I once went to see a player and as he walked out of the dressing room, he had a Mohican hairstyle. I said to my scout, nah, let's go home. <laughs> I'm not interested. That was a very short, short scouting trip. Short scouting trip. Uh, yeah, what do you think about that? Um, I think kind of it's a bit of a ridiculous statement, yeah, it's really. it's stupid. Like, what if Messi it's... had a Mohican? You'd fuck off. I don't think that's real. That's absolute nonsense. No, that's, I don't think that's a real quote. No? No, do you really see like someone walking in and be like... Although, I did hear Ferguson say that somebody had to cut the hair that's, It's a Ferguson style yeah, of, of management. It's a Ferguson style saying because Ferguson gave someone a bollocking about the haircut once. I no. think it's ridiculous. Um, I think it's outdated. But also, I hate a shit haircut. I will yeah. I, I will give a player a bit of a slap for a shit haircut. Yeah. You, but, you, but have, you got, have you got a mirror? <laughs> 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 Sorry, mate. I go to your barbers. <laughs> he's fucking blind. <laughs> he's, he's blind for two years. To be fair, Solskjaer's not got a great lid, has he? I think his hair's fine. Just, yeah, he's not really got much character yeah. in his hair. Well, yeah, but I mean, he's sensible football manager, mate. Yeah. Anyway, don't worry yeah, about he, it. He don't worry about it. He's second in the league. One, should, one defeat in twenty-three. He's got no right to be talking about hairstyles. I think he looks he, pretty cool. He's never had a good hair. He's got the George Clooney salt and pepper going on. Yeah, very. It looks. It looks a little bit like he's got like, some sheep's like fur on his head. Talk about the uh, Serbian fellow that made fifty grand this week. Yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo when he had his strop uh, through his armband and the security guards picked up his armband, <laughs> flogged it on eBay for fifty grand. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Outstanding. That is. I love that level you, of hustle. Do you reckon he got fired for that? Uh, like, do you reckon they're like you can't just take property of well, no. someone? Well, no, because I mean he threw it on the floor and I mean no one else picked it up. I mean it's after that it's no one's property, is it? Whose property is it? Yeah, it's, it's his. It's his job to pick it up. I saw it be some great shit out if Ronaldo came back and said I want half of that because you've sold my property. Or it was Ronaldo that bid on it. Bought it back. <laughs> just fuck you, <laughs> buying it back. It's like fifty p to him. He doesn't give a shit. Outstanding. Yeah, anyway, so... Uh, Jamie Carragher was on telly, and he was having a bit of uh, back and forth with Thierry Henry about top 10 Premier League strikers of all time. We won't go through the 10, but his top five were five, Wayne Rooney, four, Didier Drogba, three, Alan Shearer, two, Sergio Aguero, one, Thierry Henry. Thierry Henry was in the studio with him. He said not only is he the best striker in the Premier League, he's the best player in Premier League history. Mm. Not having that because he's an Arsenal player. No, I, I, listen. He was a very, very good player, but you, there's some there's some other players that should be up there. Is he left? Did, is he left Didier Drogba out? Of that I, top no, five? Drogba was four. Drogba was four. Yeah. Okay, all right. So I'll let my I'm point. not having Drogba in front of Rooney. Mm, tough one. Actually, I'm not having Alan Shearer in front of Rooney. Trophies, medals, like come on. Rooney did a lot more. You're right. Ro- Alan Shearer won one Premier League title ever. That's it. Nothing else. Wayne Rooney, Wayne Rooney won like 20 major titles. <laughs> Come on. It's a good point. Good yeah. point. Uh, so I, is it about titles? No, but I think it's a, it's a combination of all of those things. I think it's titles, I think it's goals, style of play. Has he left, he's left Jamie Vardy out there, hasn't he? I think Vardy was at the top 10. Because Vardy's got 115 goals in 236 <laughs> games. Vardy That's nearly one goal every two games. That's a hell of a return. I think Vardy was in his 10. Yeah. I, I, would, I would have Aguero and Rooney ahead of Thierry Henry. Yeah, yeah, interesting. As as strikers, like as out and out strikers, I realised that Henri was kind of a uh, floating around. Right, he'd come out and pull out and play on the left, and he was a modern striker. He was one of the he was one of a kind in his era. Yeah, the way he played, he'd get on the ball and run at people, and very different to an old school like 
4-4-2, big man, mm. little man combination, right? It wasn't a target forward. It wasn't a little man that was quick around. He did both mm. to a point. Um, no Michael Owen getting no love? He was in the top 10. Okay. And he called Dwight York were in the... Harry Kane in the top 10? Harry Kane was in the top 10. Oh, this this was like a variation of like the pundits in the studio. They did a ten, and this was Carrick as five. Did Andy Cole get any love? Andy Cole was in it, and Dwight York. Right. Yeah. And Cantona? No, because I, I think Ronaldo Cantona didn't get put down as strikers. How Cantona got down as a striker? Cantona wasn't a striker. Cantona was a ten. He was like the epitome of a number ten. Yeah. He sat in and played behind Andy Cole. He sat in played behind Dwight York and. Sitting behind Mark Hughes. Any love for Dennis Bergkamp? I think Bergkamp was in someone's top ten. Bergkamp, I, d- I didn't like Bergkamp, but he was a bloody good player. I think I think Bergkamp's probably one of my favourite non-Man United players. Just the way he played football, he he made football look very very easy. Also, didn't like to fly. Scared of flying. Yeah, so he, he'd leave three days before a team for a Champions League game. So he'd drive there. Yeah, it's a true story. Lunatic. I know, but if you don't like flying, you don't like flying, right? Well, I guess that's a fair point. Yeah, true. Jermaine Defoe, no love. Get in, come on. What are you talking about? Jermaine Defoe's excellent. <laughs> top 10. <laughs> Get out. Well, he's not, far, not far off with top 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say. He won the FA Cup with Portsmouth. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. No, no, no Kevin Phillips in there? Great little striker. Yeah, Niall Quinn, Kevin Phillips. That was a partnership. All right. Emil Heskey. Robbie Fowler. Yakubu, filled the yak and he will score. Yeah, I, I like Chikubu. So Duncan Ferguson, oh, big dunk, big dunks. Peter Crouch getting no love. Crouch it's got a world record for most hits. Yeah, we learned that on last week's uh, maybe more, maybe less game. M M M L. M M L. Yeah, which is coming up in just a few moments. All right, cool. What else we got, Tom? Uh, just sort of scrolling. In. What else have we got? We had a few little different things, didn't we? Um... <coughs> oh, here was one that I saw. Did you see the video of? The lads in England, where they <laughs> were pinging a ball at a big wind turbine, <laughs> trying to hit it, and finally they connect, and the turbine sends the ball about oh, 60 miles It in went into space. <laughs> Unbelievable. I posted it to one of the community boards. <laughs> uh, it's very, very Did funny. You, there's a lot of people, the com- I love comments on stuff, because mm. there's some people that just you clearly just never, ever want to meet, because they're just so boring. Yeah. They're like, oh... That wind turbine is now a danger. That's going to cost them thousands of pounds to fix. Yeah. It's probably got a stress fracture yeah. in the in the turbine. Blah blah blah. Have a day off. <laughs> Some people are like, oh, it's fake because the ball would have burst. I'm like, piss yeah. off. It's just it's just a bit of a laugh. What a, it was unbelievable. Oh, it's great. It yeah. went better than I could have ever imagined. I, I love the lads' reactions as well. <laughs> Can you imagine being someone just sitting in your back garden and like that ball just comes out from space? Imagine that lands on your car. Imagine it, like, hits, <laughs> imagine it hits someone in the head, like knocks someone out. What's happened to you? Smacked by a ball that fell yeah. from space. Yeah, fell from an aeroplane. Have you ever had anything like uh, you, like challenges you used to when you were younger? Yeah, a few. So when I was growing up there as a teenager, there was a little village uh, between York and, and Harrogate. And uh, in England, people don't leave goals up and they never leave nets on goals. <laughs> never. Yeah, no so the, the call would go around on like a Saturday morning and it would be like, Kirk Hamilton, the nets are up. Like, and just the text would flow, the nets are up. And you get 30 lads short at this pitch, and we wet, and we destroy the pitch, playing heads and volleys. 
and there was a train track that were ran right behind their goal. <laughs> Banging them at train. Oh, so a train had come. You'd hear a train coming, there'd be like 12 of us lined up with footballs <laughs> trying to ping the train. And you'd be trying to get it in a window if you could. And like, oh, imagine, imagine how bad that would have been if someone sitting on a train got a football to the face at oh, yeah. the train is moving at 70 miles an hour. Like, Would have been bad. It's not funny, Tom. That's not Think about the train. I think with hindsight, I've just taken ownership. You know, no, it's so. not good. We used to play, uh, we'd just be, like, if we were on our way to a park or a field, We'd just have the balls and a sign, you know, just a street sign yeah. with like stop or whatever, you know, whatever they are in England. Yeah. And we'd just cane the ball and see who could hit it. Yeah. And you'd very often not get anywhere near it. And the amount of windows that got smashed and car parts right. that got broken just from us dinging volleys from like 40 yards away trying to hit this sign. Yeah. We used to have some right from, we used to play a game called Wally. Yeah, Wall ball. I love Wally. Wally, yeah. Wally. Yeah. Yeah. you just kick it, you take it in yeah. turns. One, like, like I tell you, everyone's got a hit against the wall, you get one touch straight against the wall. Yeah. If you miss, you you're out. Well, we used to play. If you miss, you get a red ass. Oh, I like that. <laughs> so so we would end up. So you'd be playing competitive, but always at school and, and the big gym. So uh, play against the gym wall. It's big gym a person. <laughs> we would not play against big gym. Big gym's just tied up to a post. <laughs> so we'd be banging it off this wall, right? And uh, every now and then, because everyone would have uh, like the big kickers' shoes or like the, the shoes that would fly off. And the nightmare would be if your shoe flew off, you'd have to get there fast because someone would just grab it and roof it. <laughs> so you'd be like, someone would have to go on the roof and get their shoe. Nice. The teacher comes along and everyone, oh, he's on the roof. <laughs> and he's shitting himself because he's on the roof getting his shoe back. <laughs> That's class. Yeah. We need to do a whole episode around like football nostalgia. Football games, yeah. So, yeah, football games, football sayings, yeah. like old football grounds. Like music that was like nostalgic yeah. in the nineties because like teams used to make songs and it was amazing. I yeah. think they should bring that back. Well, like FA Cup songs. Yeah, it was class. I loved that. It's I used to, I used to have a United uh, vinyl in '93. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you Reds! It was amazing. It's like the World Cup songs. Yeah. Like all, all the players would sing along. Oh, you, I want imagine, that back. Imagine hearing Ronaldo singing the Portugal World Cup song. Oh, it'd be amazing. <laughs> remember Messi the, for Argentina. Remember the six v six World Cup song. I do. Do you listen to it still? Mate, it's... Uh, do you see say on the decks? It's burning... Tw- you know what's so funny? So when we went to Crete with uh, <laughs> Team USA 636, Gibral was the DJ, yeah. uh, guest of honour. Shout out, Gibral. Yeah, you're up, my man. Um, <laughs> I did so, band one too, for you. <laughs> so for the opening show, it was a class, by the way. It was unbelievable. It was amazing. Three and a half thousand seat stadium on the beach in Crete. Um, yeah, it was amazing. Rammed. They had a laser show. But Gibral Cissé comes out with his decks in the middle of the pitch. And he's having a right go. He's got this, this Greek kind of uh, song going, the mm. crowd are into it. But me and Adam are laughing because there's no cables connected to the fucking DJ booth. <laughs> so he's out there just pretending to DJ. Isn't that all DJing though? That's all DJs do nowadays. Oh, they just stand there as hype men. And there was a, one of my favourite parts of the whole show was there was a <laughs> massive mascot that was just, it was an olive. <laughs> dancing and it was terrible it was just like bopping oh, around the most stereotypically Greek, Greek thing you could get very, let's do that it was a very Greek introduction it yeah. would have been better off to being like Hercules or something <laughs> an olive Zeus a massive olive uh, yeah. shit should we play the game maybe more maybe less Mel 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 that's three M's and an L Mel Mel alright let's play Mel <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I went last week and I pulverised the challenge. I think I got 90%. Pulverised? Did I get 4 out of 5? Got 4 out of 5. I got 4 out of 5. The week before you got 3 out of 6. Yeah. So I only gave you 5 this week, you okay. cheating bastard. Okay. Alright, ready? Hmm. First, Ronaldinho has played for 8 clubs. His t- Brazilian teammate, Adriano, if you remember Adriano, do you remember him, Thomas? Mm-hmm. 
Outstanding left foot. He- I was going to say, hell of a left foot. Hell of a left foot. <laughs> Absolutely smashable. All right, has he played for more or less clubs? Played for more. Yes, 11. Yeah! Gave me a nice little easy one. He's a proper journeyman in. Yeah, I was actually surprised Ronaldinho only played for eight. I, I, th- I thought eight is a lot. Did you? I See, when I looked at I can't at name list, many. I could name... When I looked at the list, I could name five of them, I think. So about Flamenco or... Flamenco, Fluminense, uh, AC Milan, Barcelona, PSG were the five that I got. And he would, there was one or two... One in Mexico. No, is. Eight yeah. is quite... It seems a lot to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Adriano had 11. Anyway. One out of one. <clears throat> All right, Next. Bruce Arena's win percentage as United States coach was 66%. Was Jürgen Klinsmann's more or less? Less. Yeah, less. Yeah. 65%. Bruce Arena is the highest, I think the highest uh, winning percentage as a US manager, I believe. Yeah. Uh, no, no, it's actually not. It's actually the current manager. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but he's played but he's, way he's less games. games. Yeah, 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 exactly. Way, way less games. What's, what's the manager's name? Bells? Greg oh. Berhalter. Berhalter, yeah. They, I, I was close, wasn't I? Yeah. Bells. Yeah. <laughs> My man Bills. Alright, two out of two for me. Okay. <clears throat> if you're playing along at home, try and do better. Steve Bruce, current Newcastle manager, Hi. has managed 11 clubs. Has Harry Redknapp managed more or less? Ooh. That's a tough one. Mm. I think Redknapp's only managed 10 clubs. I think it's less. <laughs> it is ten. <laughs> you knew that, didn't you, you bastard? Look at that! Three out of three! Unbelievable. Alright. I know Corky plays along at home as well. Corky likes this game. He, he likes this one more than he likes the other game. He was very keen to tell me that this week. So, yeah, Corky, yeah. I hope you've got three out of three, mate. A lot of people like this game more than. Uh, what was the other one? I don't even remember what it's called in, but it was that, that shit. The game with no name. <laughs> That's it. What a shit game. It's, it was so shit. It didn't even have <laughs> All right, okay, all right. Roy Keane, 13 red cards in his career. Did Vinnie Jones have more or less? Oh, that's hard. Red cards. Red cards in his career. 13. Yeah, Roy Keane had 13. Did Vinnie Jones have more or less? I think Jones, he had less. Jones had 12. Yes! <laughs> four out of four, you jammy bastard. I'm making these harder next week. You should. Fuck's sake. Because I'm very knowledgeable about, <sighs> about football. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Although you were always shit at the game with no name. And what was the game we played before that? Fuck was that the only game? No, we had another game. There was another game, wasn't there? What was it? Oh, the, the initials game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was terrible at that. Yeah, you were very bad at that. That was good as a shit game. This is a great game. This is a good game. Yeah. All right. Paolo Maldini won five European and Champions League, you know, just... Yeah. That trophy, big eared yeah. trophy. Sergio Ramos, more or less? Ooh, that might be a trick question. I think they've won the same. Is it a trick question? Can I say the same? Yeah, that's fine. What, no, is that an option or is it not? An yeah, option? you can say the same if you want to. Oh, fuck's sake. No, he's, he's smiling <laughs> because I think I'm right. I think I've won the same. Maybe. I think Ramos has won more. You got one more? No, I think it's the same. <laughs> you fucking pick your lemon. <laughs> oh, fuck me. No thanks. Um, <laughs> Podcast host. Uh, no. Ramos has one more. Is it tight? Four. Oh. Yeah, Maldini's one five. I, I found that quite, quite surprising. It's a tough one, yeah. Yeah, so Ramos five. That's it, four out of five. Four out of five. Yeah. Happy, well done, Tommy. That's no, 80%. Oh, yeah, 80%, sorry. Yeah. I'll take, no, I mean 90%. I'll take 90%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 80%, well done, mate. You did well this week. So, uh, real quick, before we get to the end of the show, uh, we're going to do uh, this week's hot topic. 
This, oh. this week's hot topic. And what is this week's hot topic? All right, so something came up this week, and it's been a little bit of a thorn in my ass for a while um, because <laughs> very strange uh, <laughs> analogy there, my friend. It chaps my ass, so um, it keeps coming up. There's a big like twit. Thorn in your ass keeps coming up, does it? I can't get that out. <laughs> <laughs> so Yaya Torre, there's been a big Twitter meltdown from Man City fans. Uh, saying that Yaya Torre should have a statue outside the ground. And where I want to bring this hot topic up is, why is this a hot topic? Why are people constantly looking for this, like, oh, well, he's a hero. We're going to run out of space at stadiums because what is defined as, like, some legend that everyone... Like, Sergio Aguero, does he need a statue as well? Because arguably he's more a significant man to Man City. Does Vincent Company have a statue? Exactly. Does he? I actually think he does. He does? I think he does. Let me look it up. Keep talking. Okay, so... I think it's very... It's the statue thing. I don't think it should be whilst you're still alive. I don't think you should get a statue. I think it should be after you bug it off. What do you think? Yeah, if it, yeah, nah, I don't know if it should be. <laughs> well, I searched Vincent Company as a statue and the statue of Ronaldo came up at the end. <laughs> With a weird face. <laughs> <It's so funny. laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so Vincent Company, it looks like he does have a statue. Okay. Yeah, right outside the shit he had. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I can't tell if this is a Photoshop, though. <laughs> I don't... Anyway, fuck it. Um, uh, yeah, Vincent Company was the captain of the team through the you know, rebirth and glory years. So, Henri's uh, got one. And, is like, it a big deal having a statue? I personally think it's just ridiculous. Like, I get, like, after guys have passed away, you know, George, I mean. like, George Best a, yeah. or... Like, United have got the Holy Trinity statue, Best, or It's Carl, a bit premature to call someone a legend, like, five years after they've left. Like, let, let, let's see what the next group does, because someone might come through as better, and then they've got to build another bloody statue. Uh, I, I just don't like it. I think it's like... I think legend status has to stand the test of time. Yeah. Like, you can't just be... You're a legend in your moment. Okay, that's not a statue. Mm. Like, you've got a legend over, like, 50 years or 100 years. That's yeah, my perspective. I, I agree. I, I think it's just gone out of control now. It's like I, I think it's just a modern cultural thing where it's like let's give everyone a big round of applause and give them a statue. It's like fuck off. Just either wait until they, like you said, they've long gone from the ground and it's like and it's okay to honor people, but now it's just like overkill. It's like everyone has to have a statue. Everyone has to be like awarded something for being some like hero. Like, Statues are quite off. expensive as well. Very expensive. What who, a waste of resource. Who grows up and becomes a statue maker? Fulham have got the best one, didn't they? They got Michael Jackson statue. Because yeah, uh, Mohammed Al Fayed's like a uh, big Jacko fan. Yeah, big Michael Jackson. I think that he sold that now though. Did he? I think it moved. Or they did. Yeah, yeah, whoever. Because he's dead, isn't he? That's no. Anyway, he had this statue of Michael Jackson randomly put outside Craven Cottage like 20 years ago. But like, who makes statues? It's probably a great business to be in. Is it? How often are people buying big full-size statues? No, because it's probably the same people do stuff at like graveyards. You know, like yeah, monuments. So not, kind of you're not strictly a statue maker. No, it's just, that's a part of the business. Yeah, you'll do you'll do like graves, like headstones and like stuff like that, and then someone so, will so, call so you someone like, comes to Dave, the gravestone man, yeah. and says like, "Here, Dave, can you knock us together a statue?" And he's like, "Yeah, I can give it a go." Chisel one out of us from you know marble, Michael Jackson. But I think the future of that is going to be three uh, D printing. Chisel one out for us from Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. That sounds a bit a odd. bit weird. A bit weird. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but they're going to be 3D printing, I think. I saw a trophy shop online, and they are printing trophies th- with the 3D printer. So you could print anything you want as a trophy? A- anything. Wow. Like you, can, you can print 3D print a trophy, 
and order it online. You don't even ever go to a shop. You just send them a rendering of like, or pick yeah. their trophies or send them your own trophy. I want it to be like this with this on it. And it 3D prints it and just sends it to your house. And it's like the right material, but it's like sustainable material. It's really cool. Oh, mate, that's going to be a definite... 3D printing houses now. Entire neighborhoods are being 3D printed. Insane. That's pretty cool. Should we buy a commercial 3D printer and sack this podcast in lock I off? Have, I would love to have a 3D printer because I... You know, yeah. think of the things you could print. Yeah. What would you print first thing? Statue of myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> made, made out of Marmite. <laughs> Love it or hate it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, that's the end of the show. Back on uh, Thursday. In the meantime, the biggest thing you can do to show the show the show some love is share it with your mates. Leave us a little review. Yeah. You know, if you're enjoying yourself and you want to share it with your friends, it's really nice. That's the best uh, testament you can do to yeah. that you're enjoying the show. And get involved in the correspondence. Correspondence and, yeah, send us emails. What's the email address? Hello. Get with us on the web, healthyobsession.soccer also, and across all social media, Healthy Obsession. We appreciate you all tuning in, and we'll be back on it very soon. Attack the week.